Cool. Mike, what's up, man? Thanks for joining me. You're episode 67. I think you were like episode 50 or 30, but you're now a recurring guest. So uh, thanks for joining me again. Um, I wanted to get you on to have a chat about something uh, just like the future of the industry in general, but then more specifically, there's been like consolidation lately. There's been some buyouts. There's been a lot of stuff going on. So anytime that happens, I always like to get together, have a chat, and then let everyone listen in on it. Cause I think that's fun. And when I listen to podcasts, uh, I always like that. And I'm just so curious to hear what some of our customers uh, think about some of these things. We'd love to hear feedback, opinions. Uh, we talk about these things. We can talk about it until we're blue in the face, but until we hear what um, all the inspectors that utilize the platform have to, to say about it, then that much, so. Yeah, and I think the, the future we thought years ago um, is happening, so obviously, Porch getting into the business, ISN acquisition, that was years ago, but then buying Palm Tech now. So for those that don't know, Porch acquired Palm Tech, another software in the space. Um, HomeGage got bought out a year or two ago from American Family Insurance. So there's clearly a shift here, right? So like the question we always ask is like, what's this big money doing in our little uh, sleepy industry? Yeah, 100%. And don't forget, uh, you know, some ACC, one of the bigger call centers in our space. Also got purchased Owned by, by Porch. Yep. Um, Horizon, I think you mentioned, got purchased by a private equity group. That's and true. Horizon went down. I Or not went down. That's a bad way to say it. But like Horizon got bought, which I didn't think would happen. But I think they have the education side to their business that's appealing. Um, but yeah, just big money investment companies that, you know, and I read the press release. I think it said they are interested in the home services and education space, which I think it's no secret to everybody that home buyers need contractors when they move in, right? And home inspectors usually know that first. 100%. And, um, and of course, you know, Pride Bears mentioned that we get emails probably daily or every other day from some private equity company or some venture capitalist group um, wanting to shower us with money or buy us out. And that's, uh, yeah, just something that I think is important to be aware of. Space. Yeah, and Why? I think I think any inspector can probably relate to this. It's just like a you know picture a big multi-inspector franchise coming into your market, offering things for cheaper or free because they have big pockets behind them. And so, like, of course, we hear this stuff. We don't ever panic, but like to me, I see this and I'm like, okay, they're all up to something, and there could be a race to the bottom for software prices. And like, that's obviously our first worry is that like, we're going to have to start competing with free. Yeah, what leads you to believe they're going to do free? Like break that down for uh, for some of the folks that might not be aware. Yeah, so I, I think anytime there's a, a porch or American Family Insurance, billion dollar, you know, plus multi-billion dollar companies, they have an end product or service that they want to get in the hands of home buyers. So that's that's the end goal, right? They, they could care less probably about software revenue in our little space. So, you know, with the, the public documents and also common sense tells you that, hey, if they can give you $4 an inspection back or for free, give you free software, but then they get to go to every homeowner and say, hey, do you need a plumber? Do you need an electrician? Do you need home insurance? They're going to make thousands of dollars on every homeowner. So giving you the inspector four bucks or even 50 bucks a month is kind of peanuts, right? Because these companies can now say, wow, we, we're getting to tens of thousands of inspectors every month or uh, home buyers and monetizing that. So it's a pretty clear end goal. Right, yeah, that's obvious where, where the big profits are and um, it makes 
you know, what the software providers as well as the home inspectors feel like just uh, kind of part of the conveyor belt that moves the home buyer's money into these bigger things. And obviously for, for us, for our customers, that's, um, that's kind of problematic. Yeah. I mean, what do you, I guess, how do you see, I don't know, us and other players reacting? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you think it's going to play out? Like there's different camps, obviously there's inspectors that hate it. There's inspectors that are kind of getting on board. We kind of have to continue to be Switzerland or, you know. Yeah. It seems like there's a few ways, right? Obviously we could sell, right? For easiest thing is like, yeah, can't beat them, join them. Let's just sell. We're going to be used as part of that mechanism just to, to feed the machines. And, um, you know, obviously that's never felt right with us. That's why we still own our company and we haven't really engaged in, um, those talks seriously yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the other option I think is to do nothing and just say like, Hey, we're going to keep trying to sell software as a service and try and make enough revenue off of that. Even if we have competitors that are free and just kind of hope that new inspectors aren't enticed by the free price tag and not realize like the true price of free. And that doesn't sound good either. Right. That's like a huge risk to what is you and I's livelihood and the thing that we've been building all these years. So, um, in my mind, that leaves this kind of middle path that I think we should kind of brainstorm on and see what people think. Yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, we've been thinking about this stuff ever since I was a home advisor. I always thought like, man, there's, there's a big disconnect between someone buying a home and being connected with contractors. And so, um, it's always like been something we're aware was broken, but we also didn't want to go the route of just like all out, um, selling data. Obviously everyone knows that, but, um, but yeah, I think all inspectors need to realize, yeah, this is our livelihood. We've put our lives into this. Um, no, we're not just going to plug our nose and hold our breath and hope something good happens. That's silly. You know, everyone wants to take action. So, um, so yeah, no, what, like the first yeah. thing that comes to my, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. And the way I see it too, if there's inspectors that are, because we've heard there's, there's different inspection companies and these bigger ones are getting on board this train saying, no, we're not going to let them sell our data. We're going to sell our own data and figure out how to do that. I think it's really hard for your typical small business. You have to somehow get a hold of people at these big companies and figure out how to how to set up contracts and move data through a platform. And so, yeah, that's that's really hard. But those inspectors might, if they figure it out, make more money, which might lead the inspectors that are like, no, I'm not going to touch this stuff. I'm not going to promote any services or even be a, a conduit for these services to get sold. Then they're making less money. And then it becomes increasingly harder to compete. And so, yeah, on one hand, it's like, whether we like it or not, sometimes it feels like, do we have to do something here? Do we have to facilitate a way for these big home services companies to get access to these home buyers? And if not, we get left in the dust. I don't know. Do you think that's true? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Because we've even had requests from multiple big companies, like you said, that said, hey, can I, can I put in my contractors and can we you know, send leads to them or can I get paid for it? So this is, a, this is not a foreign concept. And even from my real estate agent days, I've always believed that if there's a service or a product that a client needs or wants anyway, and you expose them to it, that's completely okay. That's ethical. You know, whether you get a commission or a kickback or not, like that's how the world works. So like our industry has always been very touchy on that stuff. And I've always been a believer in provide as much value as you can. And if there's people willing to pay you to expose, as long as you feel good about whatever you're exposing them to, great. And you can disclaim yourself anyway. So to me, this has always been something that should be done, but it's like, can it be done ethically? Can it be done with the specters in control? 
um, those are the kind of things I'm always thinking about. And I love that you mentioned that because, of course, that's been at the heart of everything we do. Like, we don't sell anybody's data unless they give us permission to explicitly opt in and say, yes, I have a partnership with company X. And every time I create an inspection, you can send that data. And so if we do anything, let's just put it out there right now. Like, all of this has to be opt-in. We don't think we'll um, ever go down the road of forcing any of this on anybody. But yeah, let's talk about some of these ideas of like, how do we do this ethically? How do we do it with companies that inspectors can believe in and stand behind? And, um, and how can we all do it in a way that's like very proactive and say, hey, we see what's coming and it can either kind of steamroll this industry or we can all kind of step up and take charge. So yeah, yeah. and we've heard numerous ideas. We talked to so many of our customers that give us um, great ideas as well. And so we kind of boil them down into the three categories of things that we're considering trying in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to be clear too, and say, I do believe this is the future of the industry. I don't believe we can fight this tidal wave or this um, kind of opt-in world where there's other revenue streams for inspectors. I think this is going to be needed for survival. Um, and we want to be ahead of this. Like you said, it's a tidal wave that's coming. Other people are talking about it. IEB is talking about it. It's, it's a thing. So the first one I want to hit on is recurring revenue. So inspectors often, you know, inspectors I'm friendly with, they're like, oh, it's so nice. You guys have recurring revenue. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's a great business to be in. Um, I think a few inspectors have already thought about, hey, can we provide ongoing maintenance services for home buyers and kind of have a maintenance package and charge on a recurring quarterly basis, similar to termite um, or pest inspection or uh, spraying? What do you think about this one? Because I'm talking gutter cleaning, sprinkler blowout, aeration, winterizing, the things everyone needs and most millennials don't know how to do. Oh, completely. And yeah, just to give context, like when we thought about getting to this space, everybody said, oh, recurring, you know, software fees, that's, that'll never work. And that seems like a terrible mm -hmm. right? You guys will go out of business before you even get profit. And um, obviously it's been amazing because we can predict our revenue, which means we can have predictable costs like hiring quality employees, investing in technology and all that. And so we know the benefits of recurring revenue. It's what enables good businesses to thrive. And so to allow that for our inspectors, I think would be amazing. And, but you know, the typical services that inspectors offer home inspections aren't needed on a recurring basis. So I love the idea of, well, what is needed? Gutter clean out, um, winterizing swamp coolers in certain climates, uh, aerating lawns, all these things that we know home buyers will need every single year around the same time. Will inspectors, I guess, be willing to flex services they offer to contract out or hire somebody to provide these services in exchange for that money in the bank every month? That's just part of the home care plan. Um, I think it's a great idea. I'd be really curious how many inspectors feel like that's feasible, you know, especially some of them that, hey, I'm just getting in here and kind of learn about homes and now I'm trying to think about these other things. Um, so I don't know. What do you think? I think for the growth minded companies, it's a no brainer because I think lots of inspectors are pretty handy and savvy anyway. They know how to change furnace filters. They know how to blow out sprinklers. I don't think you need to go and hire a handyman or go and hire a fleet of contractors to do this. I think you can use the, the white space and the extra time that your inspectors have when they're not booked to do these service calls. Um, I think the logistics of setting it up is what they'll need our help with which I think allowing recurring billing and making a clear value proposition. I think it's a home run. I think it's a no brainer. I think it's, I'm optimistic. I'm naively optimistic, but I think this 
this replaces what everyone thought home maintenance inspections would be. Because home maintenance inspections, nothing's ever been there. Everyone's tried it. It's not a thing. But when someone actually needs something done and it's like, oh crap, my furnace filter is dirty and we're, we're sneezing every morning. Like, who do you call? And what I love about this idea most is it really elevates the home inspector from that guy you did one thing right back when you bought your house to, hey, this is like my home care consultant. This is somebody that I just rely on for not only these like routine things, but just general home advice. And I think that kind of leads into some of these next ideas is if we can position the inspector as like, yeah, you guys are the ones that just help people own homes and do it better because you're the ones with way more knowledge than your average millennial, then wow, that's a powerful position to be in. And I will say on the recurring revenue front, we're in a 10 year real estate bull market in most areas of the country. And some inspectors don't even know what it's like to not be in a bull market. So I think we've all been spoiled in this industry. And what happens when the music stops? What happens when interest rates go higher than we think and volume decreases? That's going to be a rude awakening, I think, for a lot of companies. And so like, but if you have people that they're always going to need their furnace filter change, they're always going to need to blow out their sprinklers, that smooths out some of that blow. So that's another way to think about it is this is definitely planning for a rainy day. Yeah. How do we weather the coming storms? And we know they're going to come. We don't know when, but they will. Is your business prepared to, to weather it? So Yeah. Okay. That's a great one. Um, second option. Second thing we've thought about and brainstormed is offering, having special offers. Like we hit, we partner with ADT Home Security. That's a, a nice, simple, light one that some inspectors pay for their Spectora with. Expanding this out to other things that homeowners need. Warranties, insurance, things like that. Yeah. So this is something I always think about when I do my change of address form with USPS. Then I get a big envelope in the mail that says like, hey, save money with all these things. Home Depot, Bed Bath & Beyond, your cable hookups, your phone setup, whatever it is you need when you're moving. And so that happened after I've already changed my address and maybe moved into the home. Um, as a home inspector and as a home inspection platform, we know what, like a month, maybe two months or somebody's going to move. And so, yeah, what a prime opportunity to say, hey, if you do need home insurance, if you do need a home warranty, why don't you check out these offers? And hopefully through like us as Spectora, having the scale that we do of, you know, thousands of inspectors, tens of thousands of inspections every month, we can negotiate like great discounts with some of the top tier providers and then allow you, you all as inspectors to basically say, hey, check this out. If it works for you, cool. If not, no worries. I'm not here to sell it, but it's just something that shows up, you know, whether it's a client portal or some of your emails that go out before and after inspection. And then you guys make money off of that. Every time somebody buys that home insurance policy through you, you get that cut. I don't know. It seems like it could be a compelling way to raise revenue for inspection without really having to do much other than click a box and just be willing to stand behind yeah, there's some special offers on there. Check them out if it works. It's always made sense to me because when I was an agent, client goes, hey, what do I do about home insurance? Most agents, uh, I don't know, just Google it or go to State Farm Progress, go to the big five or seven, and they just go Google it and get a quote. And so to me, if it's something they're lost with and they're doing anyway, um, like why wouldn't anyone say, oh, okay, let's get a few bucks for that lead or whatever because they're just going to get a quote anyway, and it's harmless. 
and it's not binding and you're not liable for it. So to me, I, I don't see many downsides to it, to be honest with you. I guess when you say why would I'll bet that's a lot of the perception is like people think, oh, I'm going to be somehow liable or like associated with that company. And um, I don't know, what do you, what would you answer to that? Uh, communicate for one and automate. So I think like when a company sets you up with anything or you're doing something, I think that communication could be handled through emails, through texts, through verbally saying it. I think I think the fear is overblown in the industry. I think it always has been of like the worry of a conflict of interest. And like in your, own, in your own life, how do you get reassured about something that you think is a conflict? Someone tells you if it's a conflict or what, you know, what the arrangement is. So I think in the world of people seeing offers everywhere, seeing billboards as we're driving down the highway, you know, the digital highway, you know, you see a million billboards a day. I've I think it's a non-issue to be honest with you. And I think people ignore it if they don't want it. And there's a way to be clear about it. And as we brainstorm, like how to do it, we've talked about saying like, Hey, the inspectors get to pick every single company that might ever show up. It's not like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that they can say, yeah, I do stand behind, you know, X insurance company or X moving company. And if they don't want to be affiliated with it, or maybe they don't want to represent that. Cool. No worries. Just don't have that be one of the offers that show up with, of course, knowledge of like yeah, more things that show up, then the more potential there is for a, a new homeowner to say, oh yeah, I need all these things. Let me just do it for my inspector and that platform because that's where it all is. And they've pre-vetted some of these top tier providers. Yeah. Because I think the big fear with a porch or a home advisor insert anybody is the reputation and the quality of what you're recommending. And so... I always thought of it more of like, hey, what, will, what would a world look like if it was something you really did believe in and stand behind? Cool. Like then that part of it is checked off. That that fear of, I don't know who they're going to send out. It could be an action murder. You know, hopefully that goes away when you're like, well, American Family Insurance or whoever has been around for 50 years, pretty reputable or whoever, you know, insert reputable company. And hopefully with Spectora being one of the biggest names in our space, we can connect with the biggest names in like moving services, insurance companies, and make sure that we're always working with those um, companies that everybody knows and recognizes. Guarantee so, we could. Yeah. So if we got in, touch with, got in touch with U-Haul and we said, hey, inspector, you make a few bucks for someone that was going to get a U-Haul anyway. Like, why would you not? I, got, I don't know. I guess I just don't see any reason not to. Yeah. And hopefully we can negotiate some sort of discount. Like, hey, U-Haul, you got to provide you know, X percent off to our inspectors when they book through here. And so then the home buyer wins, the inspector wins. It was something that was going to happen anyway, but we just made sure that it, it happened earlier in the process. Yeah. No, I think that's a whole big wide world. Um, that's happening in our industry. People don't even realize it. It's happening with multiple companies and services that they use every day that, that, and I think there's a way to do it though, to like thread the needle, to do it ethically with the inspector and in control while still getting some of that benefit. And I think that's exciting to us. I think to, to think of protecting ourselves for one, let's, let's be clear. We're not just out to save the world. We want to, we want our business to be sustainable, <laughs> but then we want our customers to be sustainable and ethical too. So I think there's, I think there's a way to do it. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. And gosh, when you think about, you know, when you said like, yeah, some of these companies that are moving into space and they think they can make a grand off of every home buyer or more, um, if we can, you know, if in inspectors can make even a good chunk of that, gosh, 
that makes home inspection a really lucrative profession, doesn't it? I just view it as like money flowing instead of it all accruing to a porch or a state farm or insert big billion dollar company, it's trickling down to us, to our industry. And I think our industry has always wanted that. We just, there's no one, no one's made it possible. Right. Cause I think that's the collective industry and security is just like, Oh, big money comes in, take our data, take all the money and profits. So it's just like, is there a way to have it trickle down? I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, a future where an inspector could make X amount of dollars per inspection. That's crazy. That actually adds to the bottom line that actually changes people's lives. So, uh, the third idea I had written down was basically kind of what I mentioned, like some of our bigger companies saying, Hey guys, I get people asking me who to call for this plumbing defect. So putting in your own contractor network, basically, rather than just outsourcing and saying, I'm only going to plug into uh, Angie's list or whatever. So inspectors now can build their network, send those leads, maybe get a few bucks. Yeah. I, I, I love this idea. I know there's always been hesitation in the space. Uh, I remember when we worked at Home Advisor, we would say, you know, the higher ups would always say, we're competing against word of mouth. That's where like 90 ah. plus percent of recommendations for contractors comes from, is word of mouth. And this is a way almost to facilitate that because home inspectors, Gosh, you all know the industry, you know, contractors, you probably, maybe some of you were contractors in the past, you know, who does good business, who does good work. And so, yeah, like people are probably asking you already, if you can recommend stuff, can we systematize that where it's kind of built in and then somehow how have you profit? And so I know there's some companies that come to us and said, Hey, here, check out what I'm doing. I'm selling ad space on my report. Basically I collect money from, you know, so-and-so plumbing. And every time there's a plumbing defect, I have a little ad for so-and-so plumbing. And so people can say, hey, if I need this, cool. I have a recommendation from my inspector. And so, yeah, they've monetized that word of mouth, that connection. The plumber is happy because he's getting leads. And so it's one of those things where everybody wins and it's basically saving people from having to Google and Yelp for hours. That's what I do right now. Every time I have some need in my home that I can't fix. I just spent all the time reading reviews. And if I had one trusted source, if I had this home care consultant, that's like, hey, I know the good folks around here. I've worked with these folks for a long time. I recommend them. Boom. I would use them. It saved me so much time. Yeah. I think in a sense, you're right. I think in a sense, it protects the consumer because the shit show it is of trying to go and search for contractors and even get quotes, get them to answer the phone is a debacle. I've gone through it so many times. And so... It's, I think this works if you are a company or a provider that has a solid network of contractors that do quality work that you stand by. Not, li not be liable for, let's be clear. You're not going to be liable for anything if you do this. It's just like any other recommendation. Um, I think it only works when you have the network to back it up and people get quality service. So I know like the whole, some, some inspectors, there's definitely a camp that say, I don't want any money. I, I, I do it because it's the right thing to do. And that's fine. I think that's, if you're not wanting to turn on that spigot to, to make that extra money, that's fine. Um, but I think ones are entitled to, if you send a plumber 15 leads a month and they make tens of thousands of dollars, that's how the world works. I mean, you know, affiliates revenue, you know, it's, it's lead generation at the end of the day, which is not a bad thing. Right. Yeah, I think it's just that mental shift. Um, 
of saying, yeah, this isn't a conflict of interest. It's just you have knowledge, sharing it. It's okay to profit off of it. That's like you said, that's how the world works. And like, it seems like that's how it's going to increasingly work. Like, the, like we said earlier, this seems like something that's just coming and either we get on the train or we get left behind. And so I, I don't know if it's sooner or later, but it just feels like this is the thing that's going to happen to our space. Yeah. I think it's, it's agents have been doing it for, for decades, you know, right. and they, they don't have a system. I think, I don't think there's one centralized place where they can kind of create that and, and, and make money from it, but it's a world I think home inspectors by nature are scared of. Um, but it, it's actually changing though. You know, our round tables that we've done, I've been pleasantly surprised at the companies that are just like, yeah, I'm looking for an ethical way to continue to grow revenue. Yeah. Yeah. And we hear companies do this already where they offer recommendations for an upcharge. Even They say, oh yeah, we can give you recommendations and quotes. Um, it's an additional service. So yeah, there's a lot of ways that we can uh, work on these ideas. Um, of course, then I guess the question is, okay, what about people that didn't come from home services space, contracting space? They don't necessarily have recommended pros. Um, what do we do about them? It's a good question. I think if they wanted to save, because I'm thinking of it from an agent or homeowner perspective, if someone saved me time even by even just sending me the highest Google rated or home advisor rate, whatever platform you trust, contractors, that would save me as a, I'd be like, as a homeowner that saved me 30, 30 minutes to an hour, maybe right. more. Um, so a lot of homeowners think in that way where they're like, Oh, I'd pay 10 bucks for that. Just send me the list of the five-star rated Google, um, contractors in my area. So maybe a backstop. I don't know. I don't know if Google allows that, uh, but, but like some type of, um, so, you know, it's high quality, but Google's it's like Google rated. So they're the ones standing behind it and probably they're not liable for it either, but it ain't, it ain't on you as the inspector. <clears throat> yeah. That'd be a, you know, I've always envisioned like within our report, having a way to organize it by contractor recommendation. And then also and then like contact, here's a few recommended contractors. You know, that's why we've always kind of held firm to like, we have, we have a finite list of contractors that you can recommend. Cause I've always said, Hey, as a home buyer, I want to see the list of like, Hey, give me all the plumbing defects in one space. Tell me a couple plumbers to reach out to and let me just get everything taken care of. And so that I think is, um, yeah, it's all possible if we can figure out ways to connect to these different platforms and figure out, you know, what's most trustworthy, what's most quality. How do we make sure we do it right? Essentially. Yeah. And it's pretty undeniable that people that homeowners want this. I think I've seen enough evidence over the last 10 years being in real estate or whatever, that this is undeniably a need that no one has really filled and we've just kind of sent them to Google. Um, you know, and I don't know if that leaves them with a good taste in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple others here that I have, we don't have to go into them now, but, um, I think it's just the future of thinking of revenue per inspection by providing value add services. That's just kind of like an undeniable trend. Um, new inspector all the way up to the 50 person multi is interested in, I think. And like, I don't want to get dramatic here, but it almost feels like this, it's either an existential threat or the biggest opportunity to the home inspection space since, since it got started 40 years ago, right? Like either, these forces can come in, commoditize inspections, reduce revenue per inspection. All the money goes to some big tech company or some big insurance company or whoever. Mm -hmm. Or 
we figure out how to kind of democratize it and make sure that the inspector, who's really the one with the power here, holds that power and profits from it during the shift where the inspector moves from this, here's the things wrong with your house to here's the thing that's wrong with your house. Now let me tell you what you can do about it. And I know you're in the market for these services. Let me give you some discounts and recommend some good ones. Like to me, it's almost going to go one of the two ways. I don't know if it's in the next couple of years or the next 10 years, but I don't see it really going any other way. That's such a great way to put it. That helps me visualize it so much clearer um, when you put it that way of like, where do the rewards and value accrue to? And it's something we have to do about it because it's happening in real time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and again, this is something too that I think some inspectors have experience with, some don't. Um, some, this was forced on them if they got opted into something at the company they're with or whatever. Um, not something we'd ever do, but like the option has to be there to be able to like float yourself as an inspector and make more money. Yeah. And of course, yeah, we want it to be 100% optional. We want to make sure that we're doing right by you guys. Like you, all the inspectors choose to say, this is now going to be a component of my business, a way that I earn revenue. And these are the companies I want to align myself with. These are the ones I'm not. Like to me, that's the only way we can implement it. And I think if we are going to go down this path, um, that, you know, I think it should be known. That's always going to be at the forefront of our minds. We're fortunate that Kevin and I are 50-50 owners of the company. So we're basically the only ones that, that all of this has to answer to. We don't have a board of directors. We don't, we're not public. We don't have to please all the shareholders and all the investors. Um, we basically have to do right by you all, the inspectors. And that, I think, is the biggest thing to um, think about in this kind of future where you're choosing between software platforms and all these different services to use is how are they making money? Yep. This makes home inspection companies more scalable, which is super exciting to us because obviously we've, we're growing and scaling a tech company. So we know a little bit about that, but to bring that to an industry where it's typically trade your time for money and that's it. That's typically all it's been, right? Whereas now it's a shift towards like, oh, there might be scalable ways for your revenue to grow and not have to hire a couple dozens of home inspectors and, and inflate your payroll. So for business owners, it it's a very interesting world. And I think they're going to have some, some great things to think about in terms of how they want to grow their companies. Yeah. Yeah. Such a pivot for the industry. You know, I don't know what we're going to title this podcast, but you know, <laughs> what's the title future of the industry, it's you making more money. That sounds appealing, right? And I hope that it's appealing to people. It requires the shift in mentality though. It's a different approach than what home inspector has been from the 70s, 80s, 90s, even 20s, um, 2010s. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a huge shift. It's probably the biggest shift the industry's ever experienced. And so uh, it's, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and I view it as our responsibility and duty actually to, to make sure we're talking about these things. We're being transparent and real and saying the implications of them because there's a lot of people that just kind of want to bury their heads and just think it'll be okay. And I think, I think maybe IEB is the only other one sounding the alarms of just like, we need to all be aware and have these conversations and talk about how we can um, not fight back, but like react and, and kind of be smart about our own businesses. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Well, cool. So, Anything else you want to cover with this? I think like, this is good stuff. I mean, like, I'm sure customers want to know like, okay, what, what if I have agents that, you know, fire me because of this? And I'm always of the opinion that 
you know, if we do anything, you'll be able to like opt out certain agents. Cause like we get the dynamic, like I fully understand the dynamic between agents having contractors and their own thing that can all be controlled. Yeah. Just having a lot of controls for who sees this, who doesn't even disabling it for like particular inspections. I can see us building all of that just to make sure the controls always in your hands of what your agents, what your clients see. Um, yeah. What other questions might, might come up? Like who's, Will anybody be calling or emailing my customers? We definitely hear about homeowners getting quote harassed by other services where they get, you know, a dozen calls saying, "Hey, you got to do this. You got to use our services." Um, and I think no, that that's up to you. That's up to your company. Like we're, we don't want to be in that game. We want to give you the tools if you want to increase revenue for inspection, and um, and earn that revenue. Then yeah, if you want to send follow up emails, including your Hey, don't forget to buy this, uh, you know, check out this insurance company. Hey, don't forget to check out these alarm systems. Do that. If you don't, if you just want it to be there on the corner of the page and buyers click on it or they don't, cool. You know, all of it, I think if, if the incentivization is there for, for inspectors to make money, then they get to decide. They get to say, hey, do I want to hire a concierge service to call and see if we can help this along or not? I think all we want to do is kind of provide the, um, like, the mechanism. You know, we can negotiate big contracts because of our scale. That's something that the majority, 99.8% of our customers can't do. So we'll negotiate hopefully the best contracts. We can enable that. We can build the tech to do it. And then hopefully it's just a matter of you deciding your business model. Of, do I implement this or not? How often do I communicate about it? How often do I bring it up? Those are all business decisions. Uh, we just want to enable the possibility. This stuff excites me, man. I, I think it's the future. I think it helps. It'll help our company grow. It'll help home inspectors companies grow. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can fit in in the future. But I, for the inspectors that wouldn't understand, that would say, "Oh, why aren't you fixing, you know, the font spacing on my PDF?" It's kind of like these are big trends that are happening, you know, and these are big things we all have to kind of, that impact everybody. So I think. I, we always ask for grace with everyone that we work with of saying like, man, we get 200 requests a week. We're trying to sort through them while thinking about um, what's good for our business because we are a for-profit business. Um, you know, as much as everyone wants to think we can always be the knight in shining armor. Sometimes we have to think about our growth and our survival. Yeah, 100%. And that especially matters when you're seeing such big changes in the industry happening so fast. Like if you go back just four or five years ago, how many big money acquisitions happened in our space? How many big yeah. money players were in our space? Not right. It was, it was so minimal. Um, so yeah, we definitely feel like this is the biggest existential threat. I hope everybody listening now understands and accepts that premise that big changes are happening right now. They're going to continue to happen. And we all got to react. I view it as a positive thing too. It's, it's forcing us to be more creative, to be more innovative, to maybe face some of our fears as, you know, as home inspectors and as home inspection industry um, of like, okay, what's real? Like, what do customers seek and need after they, you know, work with me? Um, you know, another idea I had was the, you know, a handyman. I'm like, every new millennial needs to have a handyman when they move in a house. Cause I, I'm looking for a handyman every couple of weeks. Um, and so that's another one that I was just like brainstorming on earlier was just like, gosh, everyone usually, most of the home inspectors know a handyman and a good one, or they are. Yeah. <laughs> not, again, that's recurring revenue there. If they're the, the handyman company. So 
tons of opportunity. Um, I think it'll, I think it'll play out well as long as our industry has someone that's kind of, like you said, democratizing it. Yeah. But that's what we think. We'd love to hear everybody's feedback, opinions, of course, right into the chat bubble, email Kevin and I directly, Kevin at Spectora and Michael at Spectora.com. Um, yeah, we want this to be a, a discussion within our community, within our industry. And so, yeah, we're welcome to hear all feedback, all thoughts, all opinions. Um, Cause yeah, this is something that's been, uh, we've been kicking around and I think the time is kind of, not only is it right, it's necessary to act right now. Right on. Cool. Well, we'll keep the conversation going, man. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for having me on. All right. Talk to you later.